welcome back into the ASAP, the After Synergy Application Podcast. This is Landon. It is Thursday, November 3rd. Lexus just dropped an incredible message for us on adulting. And I'm here with my friends, Jess and Caroline. Say hello to the people. Hi, I'm Jess. Hey, I'm Caroline. And we too just listened to Lexus's incredible message. Fire. It was so good. Fire. So good. So good. We love just... You know, pinch hitter stepping up to the plate last minute and she knocked it out of the park. So big so congrats to, to Lexus. Well done. Way to be, uh, yeah, way to be faithful. So our job is to recap the whole shebang and highlight a few things and just give us some more space to process. I was talking to Caroline before we turned on the mics and I was like, I feel like Lexus already did a lot of this for us because she gave a lot of good questions mm-hmm. to, to chew on. But um, let's maybe just start by just chatting a little bit about what really stood out. So Jess, you want to start? Sure. I would love to start. I mean, there was a lot of good, like things to really chew on from that message, but something I feel like that I really appreciate is when she started diving in to the, um, mind, body, and soul. Wait, did I get that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um, oh no, 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 no. I heart, didn't. Body, heart, soul. heart, heart, mind, soul, soul. and mind. Yeah. <laughs> Heart, soul, and mind. That's what it was. When she really, when she talked about the heart, mind, and soul, because she gave us some other words to um, consider the light of that, and she talked to about it, talked to us about it being love with all your being, all our desire, and all our effort. And so, to me, that kind of re um, relit that passage in a new way of what does it really mean to love with all our heart and all our mind and all our soul. Um, yeah, just to, to really give everything of ourselves. And she went into that later too, of like, what does it mean to give um, wholeheartedly and be dedicated to those that we are around and to love in that way? It really called us into a, a more thoughtful and considerate way of loving those around us. Yeah. Caroline, what's up to you? Um, I really liked when, like going back to that, when she related agape and commitment and like, agape being love that doesn't expect anything back Mm -hmm. and um also when she like went into what does it look like to love till it hurts and kind of like relating that to agape was really cool and I had never seen commitment as love before but it was really cool how she connected those two things of like being committed to people is love and then her bringing that to like how do we love a secular world of like how do we love our professors and how do we commit to them to like show the love of the lord that was really cool so yeah for sure. I think I just loved the definition she gave of commitment as wholehearted uh, dedication. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing that like popped out to me was um, like you can only be really wholeheartedly dedicated to one thing. Mm-hmm. I think we love to just like um, have our little pockets. Like we have our Jesus over here and then we kind of segment our lives and we just kind of keep God in like his little box. And I think that the invitation is to um, invite him into all of our lives and um, really, really just give all, all of ourselves over, over to him. So that's what really stood out to me. Yeah. Um, well, and it was cool because when she was talking about how, when we are wholeheartedly dedicated to God, like you're talking to, then he is using us as his vessel. And so mm-hmm. it's the way that we're then able to distribute those loves into like our love into those pockets, but only first because we have like fully devoted ourselves to God. Um, and then how she went into like loving the church and also loving those outside the church. 
Um, so it's how we get to model to others um, God's love because that was just really cool what she was talking about there of like modeling God's love. Yeah. Yeah. And like relating that to when she was talking about like Jesus is the example and like we love because he first loved mm-hmm. us and like you can look at Jesus and like he is the example of like how to whole wholeheartedly love God and like follow that out. And it's not like a set of rules. Like Jesus came to not abolish the law, but like fulfill it. And like it, it is that way. Like he was just the example to like live that as a way of life, which is really cool how she like related it to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested even in your all's context as you, uh, heard Lexa shares, you kind of even thought about like your own life and what commitment looks like for you guys. Um, starting with that first piece, what does commitment to God um, look like in your all's context? And kind of how has maybe the Lord grown you in that area? Either of you can take that. I think um, just like waking up every day and choosing the Lord, even when it's hard, and just choosing to sit in his presence and sit in like even silence if like you find yourself in a mundane like path of I'm just reading my Bible to read my Bible, but like sitting and like choosing the Lord and choosing to read and choosing to learn because from that learning comes the desire sometimes. And sometimes it is hard, but like you just have to abide and like he will show his heart for you. So yeah, I think just like daily choosing and like daily picking up your cross and like walking with the Lord Mm -hmm. is really important. Yeah. And something we even got to talk about earlier this week was um, I was reading in a book, a way of worship is to be willing to even like waste time with God, like just to to wake up or to meet him in any part of your day and not it's kind of like that um, unconditional love and like, okay, I'm also going to unconditionally show up to you, God, um, and not expect anything here. Like maybe I'm just being faithful to reading this chapter of my Bible and maybe I don't get anything from it, but just my willingness to like even see time just pass and to let and just trust God. I think that's a huge way that God continuously calls me into being committed to him is trusting him in the things I can't see. I'm Mm -hmm. trusting that even beyond what, um, like is known to me, he is still working a bigger picture and that he is trustworthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the truth is we spend plenty of time wasting time on things that, Oh yeah. That aren't God. So surely we can waste (laughs) some time with him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Caroline, I love what you said about like, it's not always, like easy or exciting to like just place yourself before mm-hmm. the Lord. And it made me think it makes me think about even if we talk about like love in a relational, like earthly context between mm-hmm. humans, we talk about love, um, not just being a feeling, but a choice. Yeah. And, like our relationship with the Lord truly is, uh, to choose him even when we don't have the desire and even, um, praying that we would have the desire and allowing the desire to be, to be formed within us. Yeah. And I think we also talked about earlier this week, just, um, like at some point, some of it starts to feel mundane and that's like a reality, but sitting and like choosing to choose the Lord and sitting and choosing to like continue to allow him to refine you because there have been so many moments that I've like just said, like just opened a scripture and been like, Lord, why are you making me read this? Like, this is not resonating with me currently, but then like weeks, months, years later, I'm like, the Lord is preparing me in this season for this. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to look back on it. And like your commitment to the Lord is going to show up at some way, in some point, whether it's for you, whether it's some, for someone else that you're like pouring into, like every step in your commitment is going to like come back to you and you're going to see like the faithfulness of the Lord through it, which is really cool. Yeah. I was sharing with Caroline before this, that 
it was crazy some of these questions that Lexus gave at the end mm-hmm. um, of asking like, what do you fill your time with? Does my time go to myself or God? Um, my group was in the back half of Matthew 6, uh, 19 through 34, talking about um, where our treasure is and having treasure in heaven. And 621 um, just invites us to put our treasure he says where your treasure is there your heart will be also and i just thought that that's a, that's a really vague thing and it's really easy to say like oh like my treasure's in heaven or like my heart's set on god mm-hmm. um but really what truly reveals that is in some ways what we fill our time with and so i love that she gave that invitation and what i had my guys do was just like even look at their schedule for the week just to lay it out and write out like what do i give my time to and what does that say about who i am uh, if someone looked at my life what would that say about you know who I'm becoming. Uh, if I continue to live my life in this way, what kind of person will I become? And I think that um, even just looking at how you spend your time and if that's a helpful exercise of like, that can show us like what our attachments are and where our heart truly lies and what we truly desire. Yeah, I was um, thinking about this also with time. I'm someone who feels very bound to time. So I tend to want to like grasp at time or try to protect time. Um, or can feel myself filling my time to the absolute max to try to um, just really capitalize on what I can do in a day, which all of those tend to leave me feeling exhausted because the reality is um, that's a that's walking out of my own power and not relying on the Lord um, to give me the strength that I need um, or to just help me manage my time. But something that that I've kind of was given by another friend. Um, was what causes me to trust God more. Um, When I'm proposed with someone coming to me and saying, hey, do you want to do this? Um, Like really what causes me to to act in faith? What causes me to trust God more? And something I always say to my girls is sometimes the best yes is actually a no Um, because it's going to be more honoring and more loving for me not to show up half-heartedly, but to know that if I was to maybe say no this time, but then to have a better yes because I was actually rested and was able to retreat, Um, to even break that cycle, I think of the fear of missing out. Like we can, in a college world can definitely, um, know that there's plenty of us who experience that, but to trust God, like, am I going to act that in faith, these are still going to be my friends, even if I take this night to not hang out. Um, so even with our time, like allowing, allowing ourselves to reflect and ponder with the Lord, like what causes me to be living out of more faith. Yeah, that's good. And I think that we can, and maybe this transitions us to what commitment looks like relationally, mm-hmm. but I think that there's uh, a grace in the limit <laughs> that we have of time yeah. in that, um, you know, like saying, oh, I would make this little note in my, my notes, it says saying yes to some things means saying no to others. Uh, and we need to say yes to the things that we truly value most and the people that we really feel the Lord's place in our lives to be committed to. Um, one thing I thought about in my first year on staff here was like, Jesus only had 12 disciples. And that was such a comforting thought because like this place is so big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many students here, which is such a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember the Lord be inviting me to think about like, yes, like I taught to crowds, but I also had 12 disciples and I had people that um, I was uniquely um, called to bring alongside me mm-hmm. and to pour into. And so it just really makes you think about even how, you know, in the social media world that we live in, we feel like our influence is so big and we have to like stay in touch on like a very like shallow level with a ton of people. And I think that the way of Jesus is really to find a few people who we can go truly deep with. Um, So if that's even helpful in organizing relationally who we're committed to, um, like for my wife and I recently, it's been like, man, like family is what's forever. Like, you know, friends are going to come and go and we hope to have lifelong friends, but 
there's something unique about even like the families that we've been given um, to be able like those are relationships we're going to carry whether we like or not um, mm-hmm. for the rest of our lives. And so those are people that we're really called to invest in. And so think about like who are those people the Lord has like strategically placed in your life that you can really be committed to and say yes to. And then what things do you need to say no to to be able to truly say that you're uh, committed to them and that you you can say yes. Um, I love that she even said like, do you have enough space that if somebody asks you to, to yeah. do something, yeah. could you do it? I think we mm-hmm. love to even like jam pack our schedules, make it into an idol and then have no space for like the spirit to move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Any additional thoughts? Um, maybe transitioning. Let's transition into um, just what commitment looks like for you guys relationally. What has your experience been like with that in terms of commitment to others? You can go, Jess. Okay, great. Yeah. I, interestingly enough, listening to you talk about the value of family here, and that is such a gift that I think, being from Lexington, you probably have some family. You're from Lexington, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. have some family here. So being from Florida, not having family here, I had to really rely more heavily on what is my family in Christ, mm. who are the families who have adopted me into their homes for meals around the table, who are the women who have become my sisters, you know, even Lexis talked tonight about her commitment to accountability with Paige and Brie. And I've been with a group of uh, four other girls for three years now in a discipleship band. And that has become like my family unit in so many ways. And so to them, I would go as far as say as we have like a covenant relationship um, because we have made this commitment to show up with each other every week for two hours, which is a lot of time. Um, in the grand scheme of things, it feels like, you know, not everyone in my life can get two hours, just like we were talking about that, that capacity and that limit we have. But then also to, to know that even on the days I don't want to, the power of showing up in uh, my church and just being there because those are my family members in so many ways. And I think commitment to others for me has really looked like just figuring out like kind of what you were talking about is who are, who's my innermost circle, who are kind of that like mid, you know, just a little bit mm-hmm. beyond that circle of, you know, I want to make sure I'm seeing you a few times a month even. And, and then who are those people that I'm only going to see maybe once a month or once a quarter. And the reality of that reality of that feels kind of sad in some ways because I love people and I wish that I had capacity mm-hmm. to see everyone. But I think it is a gift to know that there are people who are going to have a greater influence and who are going to have more time and be um, more a part of your life than than others. And that's a gift and a blessing that God has given us to to have, I don't know, increases and decreases, I guess, of of who is who is in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've also struggled a lot with trying to like be friends with everybody and trying to be best friends with everybody. And um, I just think at some point, like in the past, that has just left me feeling so empty. Like I get two weeks into trying to pursue that and then I just hit a wall and I just think, what am I doing? And who is actually pouring into me? Who am I actually like, even not even wanting to gain things from people myself, but like, who am I actually being faithful to and who am I actually being committed to? Because even me trying to chase after people isn't leaving me empty, but it's leaving the people that I'm trying to chase after empty because I'm not even committed to a certain person, you know? So it's just like kind of respecting yourself and respecting other people in that way of like you choosing that inner circle is not only like committing to yourself, but like committing to the people around you and like being faithful to those people and like loving those people well, because you can't love a hundred people. Well, like I can't 
love this entire ministry as my best friend. Like I can love everyone. I can be friends with everyone, but I can't expect to be like at a certain level with everyone here. And that's just like understanding your limits and loving people well. Yeah. Yeah. As we're talking, I'm just thinking, how cool is it that we can't though? Because that's why we need God. Mm, And that's why our first devotion has to be to God because like he calls us to be vessels. He calls us to be a part of his will, (laughs) but we cannot be all of it. Like none of us, no man alone was meant to do this Mm -hmm. um, on their own. So we can't be God. That's something I, I wrote down as I was like, when we got into the who are you committed to section, I was like, make sure you're committed to God first. The order matters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so if you need to say no to some relationships to be able to say yes to God, mm-hmm. uh, if that's where you're at, like do that first. Uh, make sure that your commitment is there. Uh, and I think that out of that, like I think in some ways, like our commitment to God can also be the commit. Like they're, they're not like mutually exclusive, I don't mm-hmm. think. Because I think we connect with God through connecting with other people as well. Once we kind of have our own like personal connection with the Lord, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and also like having a relationship with the Lord and choosing God first and being committed to God first. Like sometimes that can get confused with, oh, I need to be in a core group, be in a Bible study, be in mm-hmm. a church group, be in all of these things because that is me committing to the Lord. But also knowing your limits in like ministry type things is important because like, yes, it is great to be surrounded by great community and but you have a limit of that as well. And like, are you spending individual time with the Lord as well? Because that is like the most important thing is making sure that you have a independent relationship with the Lord and you're not like completely relying on your community for that. Mm-hmm. And like for meeting with the Lord, um, I think is really important to think about too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even shared that with my guys as they like, as we came back together and shared our schedule, I was like, okay, this is not a competition of like who can check the most mm-hmm. boxes and say like, look at all the spiritual things that I have on my calendar. It really is like, a lens to show, okay, what is my heart after? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's even a good question of like, yeah, like where, what's like the, what do you find yourself running to? Like, what are your impulses and looking at those things instead of like, oh, well, I've checked all my boxes for the week, so I'm good. I must be committed to God. Like, I think commitment's really a heart thing mm-hmm. um, that then produces actions. So mm-hmm. it's really, yeah, making sure that your, your heart is in the right place with it. Yeah. I love that, Lexus. That last question was, what are the places that need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds? And so I think that just goes right into what you just spoke about of where are those places that we're running to and are they of God? Are they even, do we see the fruits of the spirit in those places? And if not, how can we take those and submit them to the Lord to be renewed Um, and just to know the power of our mind and that it is where um, we get to have so many of our our thoughts and our conversations and our choices are, are from that space. And so um, just the importance of submitting that back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's just so much character that's built in commitment. Like I think it's part of becoming an adult. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, you know, I think that even, you know, I can speak as someone who, who is married is like, there's a commitment that I've made to my wife to love her for the rest of my life. And inherently that means saying no to some things mm-hmm. uh, and prioritizing our relationship. And so I think, the more and more we mature and just naturally as we get older, our um, capacity and our commitments get um, maybe fewer but deeper, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we think about commitments to like a spouse, commitment to children, um, that sort of thing. And so know that like that's where the Lord, I like that she used that term of like he wants to mature us into people who are committed to him and others. And like this is somewhere we need to go because the Lord's preparing us for even some of the, the deepest commitments that we can have this side of heaven. Yeah. And I, like, she opened the night by talking about 
how God had intentionally placed things on her heart and has placed her in Mm -hmm. certain positions, has opened doors for her to opportunities. And looking at all those things that felt like very, um, like very sure that God had put those things in her path. And then her instant um, response was like, well, I don't think I should do this. Maybe I should not go here and not do this. Mm -hmm. And she just said, even when it's hard to commit, um, to still recognize what the Lord can do when we decide to show up and be obedient, even in the midst of when it's hard. Yeah. And even thinking about like how Alexis is here as a staff member, like her whole um, demeanor on being a staff member is like, I'm not leaving here until my heart starts, like stops beating for this campus and for this community. And we're talking about it in prayer before synergy of like, this campus is so broken, but she's so joyful about being here and like, is so like present and aware of like how the Lord has brought her so much joy, but like it is so broken and it's so dark and it is only the Lord that is bringing that joy. And like, She's discerning that, and it's so easy to commit because she's sitting and listening and like discerning from the Lord, which is really cool. Yeah, one of the coolest parts of being in community is getting to see people like live into their gifting. Oh yeah, it's so cool, and so mm-hmm. we got to do that tonight. Um, guys, any final words that you all would want to leave with our lovely listeners? Listen to Alexis's message; it was fire. <laughs> Yeah, definitely if you have not listened to her message, you did this in the wrong order. So, yeah. Uh, Jess, Caroline, thank you for hopping on and um, sharing some thoughts and sharing your experience. And we hope this is helpful for you. Um, We will catch you next week. See ya.